Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the morning show on 95.3 WBCK. And here's Tim Collins. 808 now. We'll catch up with Kara Beer down at the Battle Creek Chamber of Commerce a little bit later on in the hour. We're going to get the West Michigan economic outlook right now, at least from the point of view of Dr. Brian Long, Director of Supply Management Research at Grand Valley State University. Good morning, Doc. Good to have you with us. Good morning. Get a little cloudy this morning, but nonetheless, a nice day coming up as far as I can see. <laughs> nice day to end summer, and then it'll be fall tomorrow at 320. It happens every year at this time. <laughs> We, right. we complain about it, but uh, that is one thing that is relatively predictable. What will be the first day of fall, and that is coming tomorrow. <laughs> well, hopefully we can uh, be a little bit better with our economic forecast. And uh, the way that uh, this works is you interview the purchasing managers at various industries, manufacturers around West Michigan, and what you basically just ask them a few questions like you know what are you buying and how much are you selling and and that sort of stuff and then compile it. Have I simplified that too much or is that about it? Well, that's pretty much it because we ask about new orders, new business coming into the firm, uh, the amount of work that they're doing, production. We ask about employment, of course, because that's employ- important to everyone, and of course inventories. Because when businesses start to stack up inventories, they eventually have to exhaust them. And that can take many, many billions of dollars out of the economy when businesses quit buying. The respondents to our surveys spend about $15 billion a year. But it's all these secondary goods that nobody sees. So when they quit buying, though, it does have a a decided impact on the economy. Right now, that is not the case. But uh, still at all, we have to look forward to the future. Right now, it's a case they can't get enough materials because of the shortages that exist in almost all of the supply chain pipelines. Well, let's start with new orders. What did you find out when you were talking to these purchasing agents? Well, what we found out is, is that they have tapered off from where we were. We always get a bounce right after the end of a recession that I call a pent-up demand bounce. And in this instance, it came up fairly high, but not as high as it did after the Great Recession of 10 years ago. So that indicates to us, of course, that the recession is not only over, but they are starting to rebuild. But then what we have is the same thing that has happened before. Those orders start to taper off, and in this instance, they're tapering off because of the aforementioned shortages uh, that I've mentioned. Uh, Can't get enough stuff of just about every variety. Plus, we have the problem that we have not had before of, of rapidly rising prices. In fact, the prices 
hit an all-time high as far as our survey is concerned here. And by that, I mean changes in prices. Firms announcing prices going up have exceeded anything that we've had since the survey began. (laughs) Well, when you talk about shortages, I guess probably top of that, I mean, there's a lot of different things uh, with the supply chain, but the big one affecting us here in Michigan is probably that chip shortage, and I'm not talking about Lays or Jays. That's our problem, because the chip shortage uh, ricochets back in the supply chain for practically every industry. I've heard people that have had trouble getting new washing machines because of the chip shortage. But probably more importantly to West Michigan, we have an awful lot of auto parts suppliers to the auto industry. Now, they are not necessarily short chips, but the auto firms are short chips and can't produce cars at the level that they would like to. So they may be making dashboards or seats or some other component, uh, but their orders get backed up. And they sometimes are backed up, what should I say, on very short notice that the auto firm tells them, sorry, uh, we don't need any more. And they sometimes run a bit of a reserve bank just in case the orders do pick up. But sooner or later, they have to just shut down for a week or two until the orders back at the auto firms come back into full force. Yeah, and I don't know if I shared this, uh, but I talked with my brother earlier in the summer. He works at the GM truck plant in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he said they uh, have this chip shortage problem. And so what they would do is they'd build a truck on the line and they'd drive it off and park it out in the parking lot and take the chip out, put it, uh, bring it back in, put it in the next uh, one, roll that off the line. And he said they could do, I don't know, 10 or 12 trucks before they couldn't use that chip anymore for that. And uh, those things are just sitting there, you know, waiting until they get chipped so they can do the final installation and ship them to dealers. And, in fact, he said that now they have stopped selling certain features that require those chips. Uh, one was uh, a feature that which would shut down from an eight-cylinder to, I don't know, four-cylinder or whatever it is for fuel economy on the highway. And um, so they're just not offering that particular feature as a way to still sell that truck without that chip. You can only go so far with that because I can remember when Chrysler Corporation filled the state fairgrounds with Chryslers because they wanted to keep their production up. And they just kept hoping that they were going to be able to sell the vehicles sooner or later. This is a different kind of a problem, uh, but your, your parking lot is only so big. That only works for so long. Uh, eventually, you have to come back to reality, and like you said, either start cutting features uh, or re-engineering your product altogether. And so far, I have not seen the firms doing that. They're still hoping that they can come up with enough chips. But on the other hand, the automotive news that came out just this past week indicated that no one sees a real end to this chip shortage for another year now. And I find that to be rather disturbing, that we can't bring enough production capacity on board uh, to meet that demand. But nonetheless, that may be the reality. (laughs) Yeah, you think somebody would figure out, uh, you know, an alternative to to fix the problem. I predict that that this fall we will see an awful lot of deer hunters in the woods (laughs) this year as uh, plants have to shut down and uh, everybody gets to go deer hunting if they want to. 
Well, somebody suggested that they should just have a deer hunting vacation this year. Yeah. <laughs> and shut everything down so that uh, uh, they wouldn't have to argue about who had to stay and who could go deer hunting this year. Yeah, everybody's in favor of that, except maybe the deer. Yeah, the deer are not, but the DNR is because they say we have too many deer. So, well, I <laughs> agree the there. The county had no deer at all for about 100 years or so, and now we have a surplus of deer, just like everything else in economics. Uh, when you dry up the demand, uh, it comes back, and once again, you have to deal with it in a different format than what we did 100 years ago. <laughs> if only deer could be turned into computer chips, uh, everything would be fixed in our world. Well, there would be an idea if we could do that, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, our economic system is not so geared to do that at this time. <laughs> Dr. Brian Long is our guest, Director of Supply Management Research, Grand Valley State University. We'll talk jobs when we come back. Dr. Brian Long from Grand Valley State University. He's the Director of Supply Management Research. One of the uh, big factors continues to be staffing here in West Michigan, and I imagine you heard a lot of whining and caterwauling about that when you did your survey. Absolutely. I mean, we have been getting complaints for years right now that we can't find enough skilled labor, CNC operators, certified welders, and that type of thing. Uh, But now we're getting the complaint that we can't find the entry-level positions either. There just aren't enough people applying out there that can pass the drug tests in some instances. And in other instances, that people just aren't there, despite raising wages. And some firms have tried raising wages, not getting enough people. They try raising wages again, and they still come up short. In other instances, it just seems to be the job that uh, people don't necessarily want. One firm that has uh, job openings, entry-level jobs, $19 an hour. Uh, It's factory work. I mean, assembly work, sitting at a bench and putting stuff together or whatever. It's an air-conditioned factory for what it's worth. Uh, But they're still having trouble finding enough people. This has been a chronic problem, as I said, uh, for some time, but it's actually enlarged now. And that inhibits their ability to expand. Uh, And uh, even though their customers say, can't you expand? We need more product. And they say, no, we can't because we can't staff the jobs that we have now. (laughs) So uh, this is the dilemma that's going on right now. And obviously we see it when we go to a restaurant, when we go to a grocery store, almost all of these places that we uh, regularly go to have a shortage of people. Uh, It's just about a system-wide problem. (laughs) I read in your uh, report many economists are concerned that we could be developing a wage price spiral. What is that? What is a wage price spiral? What does that refer to? One uh, grows on top of the other. The wages go up, and as a result of the wages grow up, the business must pass it along. And, uh, of course, when they pass it along, uh, the prices go up. When the prices go up, uh, people need more money, and they demand more money, so they demand more wages. And it becomes a vicious circle of uh, wages and prices going up, up, up. And, unfortunately, there is that possibility of getting into that 
this is what we had back in the 70s, and those of us that were customers back in the 70s remember it. Most people that are buying out there in the market today don't remember the 70s, though. And we have had about 40 years of stable prices, and we're worried that we might get into one of these areas of unstable prices, and that is a major concern to most economists right now. It hasn't happened yet. Part of it is just plain psychology. Uh, am I willing to pay more, or do I expect to pay more? Back in the 70s, everybody just expected to pay more next time than what they pay, paid the previous time. That could take over again, and then we've got a big problem for the Federal Reserve to try to rein in inflation. Well, I think what we've seen, too, and possibly as a result directly of the pandemic is and also social unrest, is that people are expecting to be paid a much higher wage for for work than in the past. And that, in a combination with them refusing to go out and, and work and take the jobs, uh, what we see is a story like we had yesterday, little town in Minnesota that makes baseball bats and, other, and helmets and things for the Major League Baseball. They're going to farm out another 80 jobs to China, and we're going to start seeing a lot of that, I think. Well, that is what has held wages in check. Basically, I'm going to say for more the, more not the last 40 years, but the last 30 years or so. We bought practically nothing from China until about 30 years ago, and in that space of time, we've grown a horrendous trade deficit with them. And what's worse is we've seen many, many, many jobs move to China. It's created a huge resentment, of course, uh, in the industrial community that they've lost the jobs in that direction. Uh, but the fact remains that this is what kept our inflation in check, is uh, if you can't do it for a lower price, well, we'll move the job to China. And now the problem, as you mentioned, is if we can't find enough people, we will have to move the job to China, if not to China, uh, to some other country. It may be India, it may be Indonesia, uh, it may be Mexico, it may be uh, one of the other industrial countries that can do these kinds of work. And there's a lot of them out there that are more than willing and able uh, to pick up the slack if we are not able to find sources in the United States. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Long, last thing, uh, what role then does the federal government or the Federal Reserve, which is neither federal nor has it any reserves, uh, what's their role in trying to regulate or help this situation? The only thing that the Federal Reserve can do, you know, it's like the old saying, if the only tool you have is a hammer, then you see every problem is a nail. The only thing that the Federal Reserve can do in mass, I mean, they've got lots of regulation tools, but the biggest thing they can do is raise interest rates. And, of course, we have not seen an, a significant increase in interest rates in many, many years now because, again, we haven't had to control inflation. And they are very reluctant to say that they would even think about doing that, uh, but that's nonetheless in the, in the back of their minds right now. And we see that indirectly in some of the stuff that they write, uh, that if this thing gets out of control, we will have to raise interest rates in order to protect the sanctity of the dollar. The dollar is cyber currency, just like Bitcoin. It's just that it has a higher status in the rest of the world. Uh, and they have to maintain that. And the only way they can really do that 
uh, is to uh, make it the currency that everybody wants to own. Right now, it's stable, extremely stable, and that's why people uh, feel safe putting their money in it. If they don't, well, once again, the only way to restore that sanctity of the dollar is to increase interest rates. (laughs) Dr. Brian Long, thank you very much for being our guest today. Uh, It's been a pleasure as always. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.